We in a villa where it's realer. Mm-hmm. We got the trees in the trees. Smoke it up. Climb up and get cool. Climb your ass up. Cool. Benny's here. Marty's here. Hey, yo. Q's here. Yes, sir. Frank Ocean Blonde. With the vibes. <laughs> it's been a while, fellas. It's been a while. Been a minute, been a minute. Been a minute, you know. But you never lose it. Nah, you nah, never nah, lose touch. Nah. It's like riding a bike. Yeah. It's like riding a bike, man. It's like riding a bike. Well, oh, man. I'm going to jump right into it. Like, Frank Ocean is an artist that I've always thought was great, but I never listened to him often. In the beginning, like I never, I don't want to say care. I didn't. It's not that I didn't care. It was more so. Frank Ocean was like the San Antonio Spurs, <laughs> or like he he wasn't boring. Consistent. Yeah, he was a consistent winner, and you know the Spurs always won championships. You know, like when they had the dynasty, it was just and you you. But you never really watched the Spurs. Nah. Like you didn't care. Like like you see him in a, you see the Spurs in the finals, oh another championship, and you didn't really tune in for real. You may have watched one game, if that for a half. <laughs> and then you're just like, all right, I'm done. Give Timmy D and Ginobili the championship. You know, we'll see you next year. I'm ready for next year, you know. Frank Ocean was kind of like that for me personally, where it was kind of like, I know he's great, but just don't care right now mm. like it's just like i'm not again and some people take that as like disrespect like no like this nigga is awesome like he's really good at what he does but i just don't care at the moment you know <laughs> like eh. I, 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 and i've been trying to check myself on that that's why like we we've started to do like just focus on those albums where it's just kind of like because i don't want to get too off topic but I just heard the roots for the first time, like what? recently, like an album, full album. Marty, like what the fuck? Nigga? I've, 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 I've no. <laughs> before, before Marty, well, let's go b- before sleep, Marty, like, hold up. Before Marty punches me, before Marty punches Black me in my the shit. Greatest MC ever. Oh my yes, god. He, he, yes, yes. <laughs> Black Thought is top five. Like I, I, no, but this I knew that before hearing the albums. This is what I mean by listening. Like I, I heard them, but I wasn't listening. It's a difference, like, where it's kind of like, um, I had favorite songs mm-hmm. from The Roots, where it's just like, I'll just skim through some shit, and I'm like, yo, I like I like the the the, the rhythm of this, I don't like the groove of this, mm-hmm. and then those became my favorite songs, but I never checked out the full discography, the body of work, and it was when um, I was listening to, um, I was writing, I was writing about D'Angelo. And, like, voodoo is just one of the most perfect pieces of art I've yeah. ever heard. And I was just tripping off the Soul Quarians. And I was just like, yo, I didn't know. I knew Quest Love was a part of it. But I didn't know they did things fall apart under that. Oh, yeah. Like, they all did it at Electric Lady Studios. And so I was like, yo, let me. It's it's time. Like that was the sign. Like, you know what I'm saying? All right, let me let me really check this out. And it's just like, damn, this shit is really that shit. Like, this nigga is really nice. And he's and funny, you bring up Black Thought, because he's kind of recluse like Frank Ocean, where you don't really know much about Black Thought. No, it's just No, he's kinda yeah. under the radar. This nigga just shows up and just gives you just 
God-like verses and yeah. just flow. Like the, I'm pretty sure every nigga seen the nigga rapping for ten minutes on <laughs> Funk Flex. That was just on some like what the fuck, right. like ten minutes straight it's for just, real. Well, even with him, especially him coming in the like late '80s, early '90s, mm-hmm. like he went to the like the Philadelphia School for Arts, which is like yeah, a bunch of big names came from that school. It's um, insane. But it was just they lived on the road. Like, mm-hmm. them early nights until they got on Jimmy Fallon, like, mm-hmm. they lived on the road. And like, now, this, yeah, this, for the past, like, five or six years, this is the first time since being on Fallon that they're actually, like, stationary. Yeah. Like, where they're actually, like, yo, we have, like, a actual... That's actually their day job. Right. Like, where they, they play for Jimmy Fallon, and then they have their other shit outside of that. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was... That shit, they was, like, they'll go on tour for a year, make an album, then go back on and tour that album. It mm-hmm. was just... They really live like then in like a wrestling, like a wrestler, like road life almost. Mm-hmm. Like it's so like 270, 280 days out of the year, you just living out of a suitcase, like, just on the road. They like, was, cause like that's, but other than that, it was like Black Thought, just like, you know, let me uh, write this album, let me write these bars, and mm-hmm. all right, there you go. All right, let's hit the road, guys. <laughs> yeah, but, but now with Frank, he's kind of like a recluse where he's. I don't know. It's funny seeing the timeline of his career because he came in with like Odd Future, and then you see him now. It's like he's separated from like his peers, and now he's like this enigma, where he's just like again, he's on some Akuma shit. Mm-hmm. He just walks the earth, and if you see that nigga, you're like, yo, you really saw a unicorn for real. Like yeah. you just this nigga, this nigga don't go out the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like this nigga is so iconic that he made. A crowd boo Drake without <laughs> being there. Like, y'all remember that? Yeah. It was Tyler had the festival and he's like, came. I got a special guest. I'm not telling y'all who the headliner is. Everybody just assumed it was Frank Ocean. Like, all the videos I saw before they saw it was Drake, everybody was in the crowd screaming Frank. Yeah. Frank screaming this nigga's name. And when they saw it was Drake, they booed this nigga. I've never <laughs> seen Drake get booed. I wouldn't boo Drake, and I don't even listen to his music for real. <laughs> but I I recognize him as an iconic figure yeah. in music. And it's just like, yo, this nigga has a following so deep that they booed Drake. <laughs> Made him get off the stage. Like, nigga. Yeah. There's only two people I can think of in my mind in our culture that may be outside of the usual suspects. I'm talking about, like... For the generation under us that may be more famous than Drake is Frank Ocean and The Weeknd. Like, where they're on a, that same level mm. of, like, Ooh. superstardom. Where it's just kind of like, what the fuck? They like, both, mm. I feel like both of them came up at the same time. Yeah, all three of them did kind of, for real. Because I remember that time frame, that that summer, listening to Nostalgia Ultra and mm. then listening to House of Balloons. Mm. You couldn't really tell me shit. I was depressed and happy all the same time. Wanted to try cocaine. Bruh. <laughs> like, wanted to smoke like, weed. Cause if Went you, to the strip club. Because if you think about it, it was, it was uh, what do they call it, like, progressive R&B? Yeah. Where I think The Weeknd, Drake, and Frank Ocean, were, and Bryson Tiller. I, I got to give him I his props. I think Bryson came a little bit later. But he they, they were the four, like, horsemen of, like, like spearheading that, that genre yeah. where again like the three the three <laughs> the three gods they were definitely way bigger than Bryson but Bryson kind of put the cherry on top 
with yeah. the trap soul shit. Mm. And then that kind of like, okay, like this shit is real, real. And I think it's funny, like, especially with Frank's music, what made me get into his, his music for real was that when you when you hear people talk about his music, they always bring up moments in life. And like they'd be like, man, I remember when I heard Channel Orange, I was doing this and this and this and it just brings me back to the time whether it be a, a happy moment or a sad moment and it and it made me think because it was more so like I gotta remember like a lot of people heard a lot of people probably heard Frank Ocean when they was in like middle school <laughs> high school college like I'm a full grown man right. so that's why it probably wasn't hitting me like it, it hit them yeah. like they mm-hmm. going through actual adolescence hearing his voice and hearing his perspective on things and I'm like, oh, because at first I was like, I don't get it. Like, like he's talented, but I didn't think he was that talented. Like, because I'm seeing the reaction from mm-hmm. the, the his fans. But then when I thought, I sat back and, you know, you got to put the judgment away. Right. And then look at it objectively and be like, yo, I, oh, that's why. Because they, they feel the same way I feel about Rockefeller. <laughs> they feel like, because that's what I was listening to in high school and like middle school. Yeah. It's different. And that's... Frank Ocean is their Rockefeller. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's their right. shit. So that's why I can't, that's why I, I, I ease up off of, like, younger younger people, especially, like, teenagers now. Like, they, if I can, if I'm blessed to put them on some shit that's way before that time and they actually take to it, I'm like, all right, great. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you got to listen to everybody, <laughs> but you, oh, you listening to this Marvin Gaye record or this Stevie Wonder record. Cool. I'm like, great. You know what I'm saying? But but I had to check myself and be like, man, like, why are you listening to this shit? Yeah. Like, you know, and then I had to think, like, yo, like, at, at their adolescence, this is all they hearing. Right. Like, Especially if you going right when Frank really came out with Nostalgia Ultra. Mm-hmm. Like, even at the time in my life, it was very pivotal. Because, like, I'm saying, I'm look, that was that summer I was listening to that, and I listened to Kendrick Lamar EP. Mm. Like, before, like, no one knew who Kendrick was. Like, mm-hmm. I think the only song he had was, like, maybe Pussy and Patron. Uh, I think it was the only main songs that was out, maybe, because I think the Only Dedicated came out a little bit later. But it was just, like, at that, especially that, what was that? It was, like, I want to say, 09? Yeah, 09, yeah. 2010. Yeah, 09, 2010, where, like, music still kind of getting spoon-fed to you. Mm-hmm. Like, that was kind of sort of the block era. Yeah, like yep, yep, not right. like how it is now. Where we have streaming, like right. There's so much music coming out. So streaming was out, easy. but it wasn't as 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 prevalent. Like because people wasn't doing it because you couldn't do it on your phone, right? For yeah, real, exactly. You can do yeah. it at home, mm-hmm. and especially uh, this was like Tumblr years too. On top yep. of that, <laughs> like you you was on Tumblr back in that time frame, like 2012, 2011. Like you know, you know the fucking vibes on that shit. And Janae Aiko was coming out around that same time. So, like, selling souls. All yeah, that, yeah. like, but, like, when Frank came out, it was just, it hit you different. It was a different wave. Of I, I just, I remember, again, like, it's like I was saying, like, with the, the, you just remember that moment when you first heard him. And I remember I was actually in Los Angeles. <laughs> and I just remember seeing that orange beam, like, yo, that shit fly like that yeah. shit crazy like and everybody's like yo this is the album of the year this album like yo let me check this out and i remember i, I was on my way to los angeles and i was listening to it on a plane and i was just like yo like this is and then 
playing Novocaine while I'm walking through LAX. Like, that shit was fresh. Like, and I didn't even plan it like that. It was just kind of like, yo, like, this shit is actually, this is actually some shit. Like, his his voice is like on some time machine shit. Like, you really go back in time when you really heard that nigga Mm -hmm. or when you heard, like, your favorite track from him or anything like that, man. Like, he definitely one of them ones, man. Like, because I always felt like if, if your music can take you to people in a a place and time it's special like especially if you can like relive it Mm -hmm. it's different like it's different than like like you hear it and like yo I remember I heard this shit at you know this club but it's different when you're like oh my god I can feel those same feelings Mm -hmm. I can like see what happened whether it's like you was in a relationship or a friendship or you know you was going through some type of abuse or or trauma anything good or bad like if, a mu- if music is able to bring that back to light, it's special. You can't can't deny that shit. Like, and his music makes me hungry too. <laughs> like, like every time I I I hear Frank Ocean, I like I think Sunny Day. I'm outside a taco truck. You know what I'm saying? You know what goes good with this burrito along with this hot sauce? Some Frank Ocean. Like, need a Frank Ocean track to top this song. Uh, love crimes. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Like, like, dog. I, I just always vision myself in some park somewhere, you know, with some nice shorts that are showing off my my glorious thighs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, real, like, real, real self care boy shit. You that, know what I'm saying? Frank Ocean music make me feel like I'm meeting the chick for the first time, and it's like, oh, that's perfect. Uh, that to is me, perfect. That's perfect. That music, especially, well, all all the albums, but like that. That shit felt like meeting a chick like on a great day. Mm-hmm. Like on a summer day or a nice breezy day and it's like Yeah. Y'all connect. Yeah. Yeah. And then the guy they, like spent the whole day together into the night and just like on some chill Bruh, shit. His music is literally that that's literally that's the soundtrack. It, that's how yo, that's how I felt. That's that's facts. That's nothing but facts. But Blonde is my favorite work he's created. Um like I like Nostalgia Ultra a lot. I loved uh, Channel Orange. Um, some people think Channel Orange is his best work. I'm not gonna say y'all wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 kind of in that off the wall thriller. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mama's Gun, Baduism. You know type of debate. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't gonna say people who love Channel Orange more than Blonde are wrong at all. But uh, I just think Blonde was like his most like captivating work, where like Channel Orange had the better the better singles and it like we said it set the like the 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 tone for contemporary R and B along with Drake and uh The Weeknd and Bryson Tiller. It Channel Orange was like uh it was easy to digest because it just felt like a it felt like a playlist just full of just flame ass songs. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a lot of it, it it wasn't nothing like too too deep. But it it had a lot of things with a lot of deep and dark themes in it. But it was just again, it was just something easy to like intake. And cause you got songs like Super Rich Kids. I, that's probably like one of my favorite joints off there. And then Pyramids was, of course was crazy, you know. And um it 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 even though it had all those songs it still had that playlist feel and like the flow of it felt like really uh like weird to me. Not weird in a bad way, but kinda like it wasn't like cohesive. And 
it was hard for me to have like a connection to it. And I think that's the difference between Channel Orange and Blonde. Blonde had that connection. Blonde was basically like Frank Ocean matured. His like mm. voice matured. His um, it was almost night and day. Like because yeah. on Blonde he's more like emotional vocally, um, and he took more of like a a creative risk because it was definitely it, always categorized like this. Channel Orange is happy, blonde is sad as fuck. <laughs> like if that that's like the the difference between the two where Channel Orange you you get highs and lows of like, oh shit, he feels good here. All right, he's feel feeling kind of low. This shit blonde that shit was just about like past lovers and right. just your past and reliving that shit over and over again and like I'm sure people who's listening have had people who they love come back into their life mm. and it's just like oh shit like I don't know what to do but but what I know is that I love this person still you know and then you, you risk it and then it's just like oh that percentage rate is low <laughs> of it like you know working out you know like y'all 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 went your separate ways for a reason and Blonde is just that album man it, it's sonically it's one of the best of the generation for sure like straight up cause the writing was more focused and linear again it didn't feel like a playlist it just felt like everything just lined up right, right. like it, it's this one stretch on the album I wanna say it's towards the end man where it was like a four track run I'm just like yo the uh, transitions on this is uh, yeah. fucking nuts right. The white Ferrari to oh yeah 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 oh my god yeah. it's, it's like I think okay. it went like nights some oh, white I know I remember white Ferrari was a part of yeah. it and, and I was just like yo the transition of this is nuts like I was just like yo this is no way nobody can think Channel Orange is better than this like there's no way yeah let me look that but up but right. one after two uh, Sing Ferrari Sing Ferrari something like that. Uh, Siegfried. Siegfried. Oh, yeah, yeah, Siegfried. yeah. That's, and that was one that, of them. That one right there. Them two back-to-back back was insane. And and them some sad-ass songs, man. Like, hold up. Yeah, you're right. It was it was Close to You, White Ferrari, Siegfried, and God. That, that transition no, yeah. from the three tracks right. was like, yo, like, this nigga's in his bag. Like, that's when I... I already knew he was that nigga. But then when I, I heard that shit, I'm like, yo, like... Yeah, this yeah, I get it, man. I I understand, man. Like, but the, hold on, I want to say like even from nights, like starting to nights, then that switch up in nights and then until solo, Andre spitting on that joint, right? Yeah, and going nuts. And it was just like, that, yeah, that song. Cause I remember, I remember when the time it happened. So I was dating this girl. I met and just like it was kind of it felt like long distance because she lived way out in West County somewhere mm-hmm. and we was just chilling we just being cool and doing cool shit but like, I remember another homegirl just like oh you're a new freak ocean I was like no nah. she just put it on my phone like all right here you go mm-hmm. and just remember just taking those drives out way out there just to, you know kick it with the shorty mm-hmm. and um it was just it just hit me it is like that joint just hit me at that time it was just like like I said going back to like. Going right, my how I describe listening to Frank Ocean music is like meeting a girl, mm-hmm. and that, and that's and this time frame just like I kind of met her while like maybe like a few weeks back, then I got the album and just like that was the soundtrack, 
to us like hanging out and being cool until she moved away. Yeah, because it, it gives you that emotional depth, man. Like his music just has such like emotional depth to it. And it brings out emotions in you that you thought you didn't even know you had or thought you could even feel. Like every song on Blind like has like the ability to give you goosebumps. And it's not too it's not too many music out there that can or too much music out there that can do that for you. Like he's really, really good at painting a picture of missed opportunities in like love. Like where it's just like, yo, this shit just not working out and I wish it could. Like, but the opportunity is past. And he's so good at doing that shit, bro, where it makes me want to hate this nigga. Like, yo, why are you doing this to me, bro? Like, why are you doing this to me? Like, I know I fucked up. But it's like, gee, my G. Like, shit. Oh, man. Like, he, he really good at painting that missing connection, that missing piece, and kind of making you feel the regret of it because you, you hear the regret in his voice, kind of, like, where he's, he's undecided on what to do mm. or... The the decision has already been made, and he doesn't know how to come to grips with that decision yet. And he just lets it all out on, like, again, on Blonde, he does that really, really well. On the previous album, Channel Orange, that was the one thing that I just didn't like. Yo, like, why is he, why is there no emotion in his voice? Like, I can hear him singing, yeah. and it's good. But I, I just like, yo, where's the, like, yo, this hurts, or I'm happy, you know what I'm saying? It was just kind of, like, monotone, like... Really, my and everything slapped, everything jammed, but it was just like, yo, like I need to hear that, that, like feel it, like yo, that that shit was raw, and blind be blind does that to a nigga, man. Like uh, even like I remember hearing Nikes for the first time. Yeah, like, all these chicks want to check. Like come on, <laughs> like as simple as that is, it's like yo, all these just want to check. That's like, uh, and the thing about songs like that is that. Like each track, you feel like you're building towards something, mm. and like the way it's sequenced and like like merged together, it, it creates like this atmosphere that you never felt before. And it's like, I'm like, damn, like this this doesn't feel familiar at all. You know what I'm saying? Like I know, like maybe my emotions feel familiar, but like the the ambiance of it, it just don't feel familiar. Nah, that, I think. Every Frank Ocean album makes you, it like it does make you connect emotionally. Like, saying, right, listen to White Ferrari, dog. Like it, <laughs> that joint, it, it shh, nights, nights. It's just when you, like, I'm, I'm literally thinking back to the summer when this album dropped. It's just like I connected, like literally driving out, seeing old girl, seeing big ass clouds. Mm. Like I, I took that. I like I translated to that just like big ass clouds I'm seeing on the side of the road. And it's like just listen to White Ferrari, like, damn, like oh <laughs> wow. Like and it's something like it hits you. Right. And the emotion on top of that. Like and then even with nights just being like out and about at night and just Bruh. like Nice. And Frank it, it really you right, it does more he has more emotion in his voice and like he like, really... I can hear it on the other ones too. Mm-hmm. But maybe like certain songs, other ones. Um, but um, that one, like on Blonde, is just like he made you feel it. Like even the album cover, the dude in the shower with his mm. hand over his face. It's just like, <laughs> it's, like 
You like, oh shit, like it felt you felt that. And like He was like, oh shit. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, it's coming. Like, like no. That that's on nights though, man. Mm. That when that beat switch happens, bro, like it's like you in another dimension. Like you you will look like you were lost in a black hole after listening to nights. Like, like it feels like you coming down from like a fucking a high. Like I remember, I, I remember the first time I heard it. I was like, "Yo, I gotta play this back, man!" Like, I, I, I think I missed something. Right. <laughs> like, I was like, "I, I know, I, I had to have missed something, bro." Like, this don't make no sense to me, and like, it's just like, and then you start to notice like, it, the, the, the theme of it feels like duality, like where his voice starts off like high pitched, mm-hmm. and as the song goes, it gets deeper. His voice gets deeper and deeper mm-hmm. and deeper. He's like, "Oh shit." I see where he was going with it. Like, shit crazy. Like, the transition is crazy. And, like, you can just see in the lyrics that, like, his ex is interested in, like, an old version of himself. Mm. And he's like, yo, you in love with the old me. Like, that's not me no more. You know what I'm Like, and even if that wasn't the case, I still might not even fuck with you, you know? Like, <laughs> it's, a, it's like he he's showing... Because I forgot what he said in that song. He was just like... He said something about you dating the dead or did you had a seance. Oh yeah, he had some he had like a clever ass metaphor. He's like, you you did a seance and that's how you talking to me or something like yo. He's mm-hmm. like, yo, that me is dead. You brought me back. Like, dog, it's a deep record. Like, and then, you know, the second verse is just him reminiscing about his past and like New Orleans and him having to move because All of right. Katrina and stuff like that. But and then like you saying, White Ferrari, that shit. I've I've never White Ferrari is the closest you will ever hear me hearing a Beatles song. <laughs> cause like it, cause, cause the the influence of the Beatles is clear in that song. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know the Beatles cadence, even having never listened to a full Beatles track, but I could tell on that song he's like, yo, this this is him being influenced by the Beatles and this is why. Like, yeah, I know. Like I don't give a fuck about it, it's either the Beatles or the Beach Boys. It's gonna be one of those, and it's like I don't give a fuck about that. Them old ass white bands, bro. Like you know, unless it's on some like Pink Floyd or Nirvana type shit. But that it, that was just another. That's a, another song. Like where is he talking about like a past relationship mm. that he just not over? You <laughs> just nah. Not, yeah, that's even uh sick for I can't never say what sick free like sick free. Why I say freak? I don't know why I said. Hey, but man. even that first, even that first like few bars, like yo, fog crystals hanging from your ears. I couldn't engage your fears. I can't relate to my peers. I'd rather live outside. I'd rather chip my pride than lose my mind. Here, maybe I'm a fool. Maybe I should move and settle. Two kids in a swimming pool. I'm not brave. Like that, that song right there though is Nigga. was so fucking full of emotion. Just like. Bro, Siegfried is some shit that you you take a shower in the dark to and just think about life. Like, <laughs> just, like it's just about letting your emotions just free flow, bro. Like, like fuck it, man. Like <laughs> that Siegfried is one of them joints, dog. Nah, that like that shit. That should that should have fucked me up, bro. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Pink and White too. I think that's the joint Tyler uh, produced. Tyler creator. And Beyonce uh, did the like background vocals to it, mm. and 
Yeah, that 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 was the joint Tyler did. Because that was one of his his popular joints too. I love that shit, man. Cause that the one thing about Frank, man, that niggas sleep on is that no. he has the ability. Is it was it produced by him or somebody else? For real. For real? All right. Close. See? That's <laughs> <laughs> close. So, but uh Frank has this ability to take like the happiest shit and make it dark. Like he'll like the 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 color palette of the production to be very bright and mm-hmm. colorful, but the subject matter that he comes with be so fucking dark. And it's just like, yo, like and it's poetic too. And it, it be fucking me up, man. Like, and his voice is like angelic. Right. So to hear an angelic voice talk about such dark themes, like Siegfried, like you know, like this nigga singing with that voice, singing those lyrics. That's that's gonna. And they switch it up too, because he just started talking in a regular voice in certain parts. I feel like yeah. more than then to start speaking in a regular voice. To be able to do that shit in such a like. Like you have lighthearted production and a lighthearted voice, and then your your writing is just so dark. Him and Earl Sweatshirt do that shit so good. Where it's just like with Earl, he would like I don't know if y'all remember his second album because his popular one is the the first one, but that second album I don't go outside. I forgot the full name of it, but the black cover. Yeah, where he. He it's this song on there called Fawcett. And it, the way this nigga is rapping, and it's just like, this is so fucking dark. It's cause you you think of odd future, yeah. you think of just like juvenile, deviant, you know, just doing a bunch of dumb shit. Yeah. And then you have these two niggas just writing so poetic, where it's just kinda like, like, dog, ah man, after we get off air, <laughs> like I'ma show you, I'ma YouTube him performing this. It, it was before it came out, and you just see him the way he's rapping it, and it's like it feels like he's stabbing himself. Like it's just like mm. fuck, dog. Like, and it like Frank is the same way. Whereas it's kind of like dog. Like why are you doing this to yourself? Mm. Like you know, like dog. Like this sounds so beautiful, but why are you doing this to yourself, That's dog? A lot of times, and then you act yourself that listening right. to it. It's just you and. Next thing you in the shower, like what the heck? Show face over. It. <laughs> what like, what's going on with my life right now? Like, what's oh, what am I doing? Why am I talking to this girl? Like, oh my god, everything. Yeah, you apart. you start you come to grips. Like the whole that whole album makes you make because it's like he's talking to ghosts and shadows. Mm-hmm. It's his past. Like that's all he's talking about is his past, and you feel that way too. You again, you like you in the shower, just like y'all I'm hurt. She's not coming back, fam. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's it's like it's just that, man. Yeah. It was just that's why Frank is he's influenced so many people to write in that type of way. Like even yeah. me. Yeah. Like the poetry I was rapping and the raps I was writing back then was just like it got that dark. Like it got dark, but like even the way I spit it was just like, oh, this sounds cool, but like mm-hmm. you no, listen to this shit like Yo, I'm broken inside. I'm these, these mm. I call these pieces because I'm broken inside. Because, mm. like, I'm spinning these out so I can put myself back together, like, on some shit. But it's that everybody realized they can write that way. Yeah. And that's what, like, when you have someone like Frank Ocean, like, that, that is that good and been made and switched the game. Like, oh, you can write this way. Yeah, he gave it like, and make a, like it, a template. And you can make it sound like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... 
I just it's just having that that thing where like you you're trying to come to grips with shit like like you try to make sense of it like you try to make sense of things and the way he's able to like write and make sense of it at the same time I, I was like yo like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel vulnerable cuz it it'd be easy for me to say it's vulnerable cuz this nigga could be making this shit up, you know what I'm saying? Which that's not bad neither. I'm, I'm not mad at that. I like I like that actually mm-hmm. because it's, it's the same thing as a movie script. It's no different. But I'm pretty sure he went through some of the shit he was yeah. talking about. But I do like how, like sometimes when I hear his music, it feels like he's he's a screenwriter and he's writing like this script and painting this setting the setting and painting this picture for me. And I don't. We need more of that. I mm-hmm. like that in music where it feels like you you creating this world, you're world building and creating a fantasy f- for me as the listener, man. Because b- being vulnerable, man, that shit hurts. That mm-hmm. shit, there's a lot of hard work too, man. That's, that's not fair to ask creatives to be vulnerable just for me to listen or read something or it's not fair to them. You know what I'm saying? I got to be vulnerable every time I express myself, bro. And that's the hard thing. And hey. that's the, like the greatest, even the greatest artist like J- Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Like, just like most people, like I, if you, if they wasn't high or they wasn't heartbroken, I don't want to listen to it. Yeah. And that, Anything that sober or happy or a different lane, like every, they lose fans and like, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay, but you know, ain't this. Mm-hmm. Like so, I think every major artist, like when they was high out they fucking mind, or they was so highly depressed. Mm-hmm. Like even when, like for example, like Kanye when he switched to 808 and heartbreaks. Yeah, cause that's when his mom died. Yeah, and then in my dark twisted fantasy, and it's like all that is just like came from something. Mm-hmm. Each one of them. So okay. it's it's as an artist and being that vulnerable, it's just like we. You can't get that work back. You can't. You put that out as something you can't read. You can't achieve again. Mm-hmm. Even you may go through something like that again. You gonna different. You gonna get a different product. It may be better. Maybe on the same par. But like people want them. Oh, I want them to go back. I want. I want that pain. I want that pain. And it's probably yeah. what maybe one of the main reasons Frank has not even done anything in so long. Just like mm-hmm. shit, Frank. Like I'm paid. Like that's the maybe like the last of like. That time frame, I was going through some shit, mm-hmm. and like, what are we talking about now? Like, I'm rich, I'm chilling, like, I'm doing shit. I got some story. I still got some stories in the tuck. But yeah, I'm, I'm all for that, man. Like, artists, like, for artists to take their time where they did that back in the '70s and '80s, like, yeah. you know, um, they they took three to four years before they came with something else, you know? And again, it's just like, yo, you got to go live life. That's one mm-hmm. part of it where it's just like, all right, what what am I going to experience next? You know, and because um, a lot of artists put they all into like one record. And, but then that all means something because it's like, yo, I got to get this off of me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And put it in musical form and let me just go live my life after that. And then if I got something else, like, oh, shit, like, this is a new perspective I've gained. This is the new experience that I've experienced. It's time for me to get back in the studio. That's why, like, uh, I'm pretty sure that's what Kendrick is going through now. Like, just use an example where it's like, this nigga, niggas ain't heard from this nigga going on four years. You know what I'm saying? And then Frank is going on five years. Whereas it's like, yo, like, that nigga just gave y'all two masterpieces, bro. Like, he, he, he trying to live his life and experience some shit and 
and then he'll come back. I don't want I don't want I don't want artists to come record for me as a listener just because they feel like it's an obligation. I want them to actually experience and go feel some things and just live life. And even if it's a good or bad product, it doesn't matter. It's just that's just the healthy way to do it. Yeah. You know, you don't want to like oh it's been two years, it's too long. My label's on my back. Yeah. Let me go and st- and then you know you get some half ass shit. Right. You get the leftover type shit. <laughs> and that's the I mean that's what like I don't like about music now because of course it's easily accessible. Like I'm saying, going back to and nostalgia ultra, mm-hmm. like. You had to find it on a blog somewhere. Yeah, that's where I found it. <laughs> like, you had to look for it. Even with Channel Orange, it, was, it had a proper release. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to, like, really wait and, like, listen to that shit. And, like, even going, you can go back to the 90s and early 2000s, to the 80s, to the 70s. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a whole thing. All right, we got to put an album out. We got to, all right, let's sit and write. Let's sit and do this. Because we when we hit the studio, we got to pay a lot of fucking money for this. Yeah. And we got to knock it out the park. And like we had to have a feeling, catch this feeling. Mm-hmm. Like even going back to the D'Angelo album and just like the roots and the whole soul of Crayon, like all on, they was all, of course, recording in the same building. Right. And just Different like that energy at that moment, all them albums that came out of that was amazing. Like, Yeah, because the one thing I, I love about Albums the most like especially like classic albums they all have like similar similar stories is that the unit was together yeah so it's just people that were part of the album that were in the studio yo I know you're not supposed to do nothing today but you hear like and that means something to like creatives dog like like again you got joints like voodoo low end theory. Um, Q-Tip said it. He said, man, he's. I'm just obsessed with the unit. I just want all my guys. I know Fife ain't supposed to rap today, or he did all his verses already, but I want him here, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because, like, yo, like, that's how... It, it's the same story all the time, whereas a nigga that wasn't supposed to be there contributes to a fucking hit that they never knew <laughs> mattered. And it's just like, dog, th- that matters when you making shit. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's kind of like, yo, you hit all your niggas up, like, yo, yo, we in the studio, come through. Come through, just come through, bro. Just that, that I know niggas talk about energy all the time. Like, that shit, that's a mm-hmm. game changer. It's, it's, like, it's like when you see in that, when you see fans... Talk about like a basketball player or a baseball player or a football player. Like, yo, why's this this scrub celebrating a championship? He didn't do nothing. No, yes, he did, right. man. He did. I'm telling you, you're not in those locker rooms. That motherfucker could have came in that locker room where everybody's feeling down. That's the motherfucker that was doing the comedy <laughs> relief. You know what I'm saying? Right. He was the one that was lifting the spirits up. You know, that shit means something. That's a, that nigga deserves a ring just as much as a nigga that was dropping 30 per game. Right. You know, that, that shit means something. That's why the unit, the, the tribe, your tribe matters. Yeah. And, and everything you do. That's why when I'm behind, what you see, I forgot who it was. I want to say it was LeBron. He was sticking up for somebody. And it was somebody like, yo, like, what you talking about? Like, that dude did everything for us, man. Like, I know y'all looking at the stat sheets and the box score, and this nigga only played eight minutes, but nah, man, it's deeper than that. Right. Like, we need him. You know, like it the the group ain't the same without him. And and that's not just him just sticking up for him just to be sticking up. No, nah, that's some real shit. It take it, it take everybody to win a championship. 
Like everybody. And that's what I love about albums like Voodoo and The Chronic and Low End Theory and Things Fall Apart. Just hearing them talk about those albums and the camaraderie that they had and just people just there from the engineer to the bassist to the person that was just the regular homie just bringing the weed. Like everybody <laughs> has something to say. Like, yo, I remember when that nigga started making Devil's Pie. Like, yo, like, Nigga, I was just like, what the fuck? But, and I, I guarantee you, Frank Ocean Blonde is the same way where he had a, just a group of motherfuckers and it was just like, look, I know you ain't doing this shit, but I need you here. Like, I just need you here. Mm-hmm. And some people just come. They just come just voluntarily like, oh, I see y'all niggas in the studio. I'm on my way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm on my way, bro. Like, but I guarantee you, it's usually the artist or the engineer that be like, yo, everybody come to the studio. Like we need, we need everybody here, man. No, no groupies, none of that shit. Just niggas, the the the, the, the team, and then, and if that include women, that include women. Yeah. But like the team, we need the team here, man. For real. Yeah, man. Blonde that shit though, man. Blonde one of those albums that a lot of people. If first, if you listen to this and you never listen to Frank Ocean shit, I am jealous. Because <laughs> um, I would love to go back to the first time I heard. Right. Um, but. Blonde is one of those albums that you you may not get after like the first listen, but after you spend some time with it, you you'll understand like the layers and understand like the theme of it, like where he's kind of like I don't want to say struggling, but yeah, it's like a struggle between like masculinity and like femininity at the same time. Because as a man, you have to deal with both. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and understand like the ice isolation that he's going through and like everything kind of like revolves around heartbreak and you know just loss you just you just dealing with loss man it's a very intimate album and um it, it flows great it's sequenced brilliantly um it just felt like a fucking motion picture at cons festival <laughs> bro like it, it's just one of them ones man again if you never heard Frank Ocean's music, um, I'm truly jealous. And that's all I got to say about that, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could be. Right. 